Hi, this is Megan and Mallory. We're here today to talk about an interaction during field teaching with an English language learner student that spurred us to engage in a conversation about culturally responsive teaching. First, Megan's going to talk us through the interaction with said student, and then we'll go into the issue of culturally responsive teaching. Finally, we will draw connections between culturally responsive teaching and teaching ELL students specifically. Throughout the three weeks that I was at Middletown High School, I had so many moments that felt important to me, but I think this moment with Ryan is the one that sticks with me the most. It was about the middle of my second week, and I was hanging out with Ryan during our plan period, helping him catch up on his missing work. Ryan's a very funny kid, and I had quickly, and he had quickly become one of my favorites because of how much we connected from the beginning. He had terrible grades, though, and did literally nothing in class because he has very severe ADHD and refuses to take his medicine. Because of this, he would come in during our plan period every day and try to do his work with me. Miss Bogote had left to go run some errands and left me helping Ryan. He sat at his desk, and I sat in a desk in front of him facing him so that he could, so I could help him do his work and help him stay focused as well. We were doing an assignment on ethos, pathos, and logos, and Ryan could not remember the differences between them or how to tell them apart in the writing that we were looking at. He was getting really frustrated with himself very quickly and suddenly just stopped and slammed his laptop closed. I looked at him, and at first, I didn't react. A couple seconds later, I was like, dude, what are you doing? You can do this. You can say that. You can say it to me out loud. You can find it on this paper. However, I could tell he was getting upset very quickly, so I asked him what was really going on. Ryan wiped his hand down his face and exclaims, I'm so dumb. I don't even speak English. I only speak it here. My family and most of my friends speak Spanish, so I'm so bad at English. I just can't do it. I was floored. I didn't even realize he spoke Spanish. That's how good his English was. I kind of just blinked at him for several seconds, and finally I said something along the lines of, I'm sorry, what? You speak Spanish? I didn't even know. That's how good your English is to me. He explained to me how he forgets simple words sometimes and how he feels so stupid because reading is so hard and it doesn't come naturally to him. Instead of trying to convince Ryan that he was smart because that obviously was not working, I decided to explain to him that he's bilingual and how incredible that is and how much that could help him with his, his career and his later life. I think this was a good choice of things to explain to him, but I wish there was a way to stop him from feeling like he's unintelligent. And I feel like there has to be a way to help students that don't have English as their first language that goes beyond just teaching them how to speak English. So what is culturally responsive teaching? It is a teaching pedagogy that acknowledges, responds to, and celebrates the fundamental cultures of all students. To be a culturally responsive teacher, you have to first acknowledge your own cultures and identities to understand those of your students. You also have to recognize where you're falling short in your current classroom in regards to being culturally relevant. Acknowledging where you're falling short is the first step in changing your classroom to be culturally responsive. In a podcast episode that we listened to called Four Misconceptions About Culturally Responsive Teaching, the speaker talked about how teachers think that they're culturally responsive, but in reality they're not. She says that a lot of teachers think that they are because they are not discriminatory towards any students in their classroom and they celebrate the diversity in their classroom. And while it is a step in the right direction to talk about celebrating the diversity of your students, it's another thing to actually change your teaching. Culturally responsive teaching is about changing the curriculum as well as your teaching styles to accommodate every student with any possible cultural background. After listening to your story and talking about culturally responsive teaching, how do you think the two correlate? So Middletown is not funded well, and because of this, there are several, and I mean like a lot of ELL students that should have AIDS but don't. 
In one of the classes that I was in, there were six ELL students, and only two of them spoke very small amounts of English. The, stu- the two students that do speak English often have to translate for the other four students because the spoken aide does not speak Spanish, and they don't have aides to translate for them. Um, the spoken aide tries to accommodate for them to the best of her ability, but she struggles to engage them in her lessons and the material. The accommodations that they receive are usually translations for readings and graphic organizers to help simplify concepts. However, I don't think these things really help them become engaged and learn the material. While they obviously need translations and the graphic organizers do help, they don't make the content relevant or interesting to these students, so it's difficult to make them want to learn. I recently read an article called Mainstream Classroom Teachers and ESL Students, and it addressed how regular teachers view ELLs. In the article, um, from her research, the author concludes that teachers benefit more from being given material and actual support rather than being told how to accommodate. This can be turned to culturally responsive teaching. In order to help students like this, we must know where they come from and their backgrounds and give them material that they can relate to and integrate into our curriculum. In this case, the material that Ryan was trying to read was about some government policy that meant nothing to him. At the very least, perhaps if he had been reading something about a policy that affected people in his community, he would have been more interested and had better luck understanding. That's a great idea. Actually, during my field experience at Hamilton, there were a few ELL students, but I did not know that they were ELL students because they were never talked or participated. My field cooperating teacher told us that he tried to get them to talk in class by calling on them or things like that which did very little to help them. In fact, it might have done the opposite. One of the students in particular spoke very little English, so he paired that student with another bilingual student who was fluent in English and Spanish. This also did little to help him because the bilingual student did most, if not all, the work. In a podcast episode that I listened to called 12 Ways to Support English Language Learners in the Mainstream Classroom, it talked about ways to engage ELL students in your classroom which if my cooperating teacher used some of those tools, such as making things visual or learning about the cultural background of your students, he might have been able to engage that student in his classroom. Since Middletown has a lot of minority students, is there a difference between being culturally responsive for ELL students versus other types of culturally diverse students? The idea of being culturally responsive is to respond to each student individually. Each student will have a different background and experiences, so the way that they learn will be different as well. Sarita Hammond says in the podcast, Culturally Responsive Teaching, there should be a focus on leveraging the affective and the cognitive scaffolding that students bring with them. Based off of this, each student, each student will be bringing their own set of already learned skills, and we must use these rather than forcing them to learn in the way that we think they should. What I struggle with is how do we respond to every student's individual background and culture? Because it's safe to assume that all students from the same minority group don't have the same experiences. But do we give every student an individualized approach? Well, based off the podcast that you just mentioned, if you are seeing a student is not thriving in your own classroom environment, then yes, you should change your curriculum to make it individualized for that student's needs. It all starts with getting to know your students in order to understand their needs. So instead of guessing and checking with learning styles and strategies, uh, how they work for those individuals, you should instead get to know them first in order to create their individual style that they need. I think this has really captured the essence of culturally responsive teaching and how us teachers can really apply it. Though our chat was short, I hope that we were able to give everyone some ideas and insight into what it means to be culturally responsive to not only ELLs, but to all minority students that need this individualized approach.